Chapter 12 of The Mummy, A Tale of the 22nd Century. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Arnie Hort. The Mummy, A Tale of the 22nd Century, by Jane Loudon. Volume 1, Chapter 12. The tumult had now nearly subsided. The late busy crowd fled, uttering shrieks of horror and dismay. And of all the countless mass of human beings that had so lately thronged around, none remained save Edmund and Father Morris, who supported Claudia, and the Duke, and Henry Seymour, who still remained near the insensible form of Elvira, whilst they, pale and immovable as the sculptured marble of the tomb, their eyes chained as though by magic, upon the hard vision before them waiting in fearful expectation of what was next to happen scarcely daring to move or breathe the solemn silence that prevailed being only broken by the convulsive gasps of the expiring queen presented an awful change from the busy hum of thousands which had so lately filled the air where am i exclaimed cheops gazing wildly around his deep sepulchral voice thrilling through every nerve where is arsenal they seize her they tear her from me curses on the wretches may typhon's everlasting vengeance pursue them and may their hearts wither gnawed by the never-dying snake the mummy gnashed his teeth as he spoke and the gloom which gathered on his dark brow grew black as night all shuddered as that hard glance of eternal hatred seemed to freeze their blood they turned away involuntarily and when they looked again the spectre had disappeared the shattered remains of the balloon alone lay before them rent to atoms for happening to cross london just at the moment of the greatest confusion it had become entangled in the crowd and notwithstanding the strong material of which it was composed it had been torn asunder in the scuffle and had fallen with its fearful occupier to the ground good god cried father morris after a short pause what a horrid vision what can it mean it seemed an egyptian mummy said edmund shuddering and it spoke that language but what can have resuscitated it what human power can have recalled to life a being so long immured in the silent tomb perhaps the vehicle in which it came may contain something to explain the mystery said henry seymour at this moment several persons ran past screaming with terror and exclaiming that they had seen a demon when the confusion excited by these trembling fugitives had a little subsided, a few of the courtiers began also to make their appearance, and returned to their posts near the queen. But all were pale, starting at every sound, and seeming ready, at the least alarm, to take flight again as expeditiously as before. Claudia still lay insensible, her heaving chest and deep convulsive sobs for breath alone betraying signs of life but her fate no longer excited a deep overwhelming interest whispers of wonder and superstitious horror mingled with the hopes and fears inspired by her danger and her removal to the palace was almost regarded with indifference so completely were the minds of men occupied by the strange spectacle they had so lately witnessed every one indeed neither thought nor spoke of anything but the mummy and a thousand rumours each more extravagant than the last spread from mouth to mouth respecting it men stood in groups whispering to each other and scarcely daring to stir without a companion 
nay even then creeping from place to place looking cautiously around and starting at every noise as though they feared the awful visitor was returned whilst the sages of the country gravely shook their heads and declared that what had taken place was evidently a visitation from heaven in punishment of the sins of mankind an indefinable presentiment of evil hung over the spirits of all gloom indeed spread through every class of society all dreaded they knew not what and all shrunk with horror from the thought of supernatural agency there is indeed an invincible feeling implanted by nature in the mind of man which makes him shudder with disgust at anything that invades her laws the body of the queen being removed attended by her physicians and the ladies of her household the rest of the assembled courtiers gathered around the balloon and exclamations of terror and surprise broke from their lips when they discovered it to be the same in which edric and dr entwerfen had so short a time before taken their departure for egypt the whole truth now seemed to flash upon them i thought how it would be said lord maysworth you know i told you lord gustavus that in my opinion it was an expedition that could never possibly do any good but you were of a different belief my lord returned lord gustavus solemnly thinking as i think and as i am convinced every one who hears me must think or at least ought to think it is my deliberate opinion that the expedition of my youthful friend and his learned tutor was both admirably planned and well concocted and that if it have failed in its ulterior object it has been solely owing to some of those unforeseen events which sometimes do occur in the best regulated arrangements and which it was utterly impossible for any human ability entirely to ward off or avert edric's balloon impossible cried sir ambrose rushing forward to ascertain the fact and forgetting all his anger against his son in his anxiety for his fate yes yes continued he looking at some of the things as they were drawn forth and exhibited by different persons in the crowd those were edric's books that was his desk oh my son my son what is become of him many sympathized with the unfortunate father and more eagerly questioned each other as to the probable meaning of what they saw no one however could give any explanation and all was confusion and dismay in one individual alone the arrival of the mummy produced no emotion the bosom of edmund after the first moment of excitation had passed was racked with anguish too bitter to allow him to feel curious even to know his brother's fate only a few hours before love and fortune seemed to unite in showering their choicest blessings upon his head and now he was the most wretched of mankind for if claudia died rosabella or elvira must be queen and if elvira should be chosen all hopes of becoming her husband must be lost oh god cried he striking his forehead in agony why was i reserved for this why did i not perish fighting the battles of my country and why was i saved only to be mocked with the hope of happiness which just as it seemed within my grasp flies from me for ever wretch that i am would that i had never been born or at least had died in my nurse's arms that i might have thus escaped the tormenting pangs which now drive me to distraction while edmund thus raved the eye of rosabella followed his every movement and seemed to exult with a fiend-like pleasure in his agonies i am avenged thought she 
he now feels what i so often have suffered but this is not all he must be probed to the quick ere he can know the bitter vengeance of a woman scorned whilst these violent emotions were convulsing the bosoms of all around the old duke knelt by the side of elvira gazing upon her with the most intense anxiety her gentle and feminine nature had been overpowered at seeing the blood of claudia and she still lay insensible looking more exquisitely lovely than fancy can conceive the beauty of elvira was of the most soft and feminine description long silken eyelashes shaded her dark hazel eyes and gave them an expression more voluptuous than brilliant whilst nothing could exceed the delicacy of her complexion or the beauty of her full rosy lips the figure of elvira might not have served as the model of a courageous heroine but it would have suited admirably for an hoary and lovely as she always was she had perhaps never looked more so than at this moment when the returning blood softly retinted her cheeks and her eyes gradually unclosed lord edmund gazed upon her till maddened by the thought that he must lose her forever he could no longer endure his own sensations and darting amongst the crowd he endeavoured to fly from the world and from himself the duke on the contrary saw the recovery of his daughter with unalloyed transport for though he loved edmund and wished to have him for a son-in-law he was by no means insensible to the prospect of seeing his daughter a queen and his breast throbbed with violent emotions to which it had long been a stranger in the meantime the mummy had stalked solemnly through the city urged more by instinct than design the mist that still hung over him making him seem like one wandering in a dream yet still he advanced his path like that of a destroying angel spreading consternation as he went and all he met flying horror-stricken from his sight many however when the monster had passed crept softly back to gaze after him and amongst this number were mrs russell in whose breast curiosity that vice of low minds reigned predominant the moment their balloon fell mrs russell attended by her faithful abelard had hurried home leaving clara in the care of father murphy lest as she said in the confusion that might ensue the servants might be induced to leave the duke's house and some evil disposed personages might strip it of its contents urged by this prudent motive mrs russell hastened home and finding all was safe was just about to retire to rearrange her disordered dress when one of her servants rushed into the room with the account of a fearful spirit having been seen in the strand whose mysterious appearance coupled with the accident that had happened to the queen seemed to portend some dreadful calamity which was about to fall upon the country what is it like asked mrs russell have you seen it evelina oh yes ma'am cried the panting girl its eyes flare like fire and it stares so wildly round it and as it went along it saw a dead cat lying in the street and it knelt down and took the creature up and kissed it and lamented over it in such a way and in such a strange language i never heard anything like it in my life oh dear i should like to see it cried mrs russell flying to the door and holding it half open to secure a retreat in case of necessity just as she reached the street however fate as though willing to gratify her curiosity occasioned the mummy to turn back and with that kind of half pleasure and half pain with which the good people of england sometimes delight to gaze upon anything horrible mrs russell continued to look at it as it rapidly approached her till 
as it reached the door to her infinite horror it stalked towards it awestruck and trembling mrs russell retreated the mummy followed her he stretched his hand out to her she shrunk back aghast from his touch leon cried he with a voice of thunder mrs russell could bear no more and she fled screaming to her own apartment where her lover was awaiting her return impatient to delight her attentive ears with a few more of his poetical effusions absorbed as abelard was however he was roused by this unexpected intrusion and the blood ran chilly through his veins as he saw the tall majestic figure of cheops stride across the apartment his athletic stature his dark swarthy complexion and his strongly marked features aided by the fearful lustre of his piercing eyes gave to his figure swathed as it yet was in the vestments of the grave a supernatural grandeur that thrilled through every nerve of abelard's frame and he shrank back with horror as his fearful visitant stalked past him cheops saw his terror and smiled in proud disdain as he threw himself upon a couch placed near a window looking upon the garden which as we have before stated shelved down to the river there he lay his eyes fixed upon the majestic thames whilst abelard and mrs russell gazed with trembling limbs and pallid lips at the strange intruder without daring either to approach or disturb him thus have i watched the nile said cheops his awful voice sounding as from the tomb whilst the gently rising waters have gradually swelled into the flood which was to pour joy and plenty over the land and thus too have i lain gazing upon its streams when the purpose of all bounteous nature having been fulfilled it has sunk back slowly retiring to its natural bed but oh how different were the feelings that then throbbed in my breast to the corroding fire which now consumes me oh osiris what hard thoughts flashed through my brain they come like overwhelming floods pouring from heaven to the great deep and sweeping all before them in one mighty ruin oh arsenal by the fell rites of typhon there's madness in the thought then springing from the couch his eyes glared with yet fiercer brilliancy as he flashed them round whilst abelard and mrs russell terrified beyond the power of expression flew towards the door eyeing the motions of their dangerous guests with feelings of unspeakable horror their terror was needless for the storm of passions in the breasts of cheops though tremendous was soon allayed and ere many moments had elapsed he sank again upon the couch in a kind of lethargy which if it were not slumber seemed at least to imply a temporary cessation from pain thank god whispered abelard as he motioned to mrs russell to creep out of the apartment she tremblingly obeyed and the moment she thought herself in safety she threw herself upon her knees and thanked god with more fervor than she had ever done before in her whole life whilst the servants who were all assembled in the ante-room crowded round her trembling with pallid cheeks and white lips and clustering together like bees swarming round their queen oh madame madame exclaimed angelina in a whisper what will become of us a serous moisture transudes from every pore in my body with the chilliness of death and my very hair erects itself with horror upon my head and my heart throbs with such violence said cecilia that the whole arterial system seems deranged 
it is evidently an egyptian mummy observed abelard and as he spoke every word he uttered was listened to as an oracle its language and its dress bespeak its origin but by what strange event it has been resuscitated at this moment a sharp knock at the door made the terrifying servants all spring closer together clinging to each other in an agony of nervous horror and no one daring to approach the door the knocking and ringing however at length became so violent as to rouse abelard to give the clamorous intruders entrance it was father morris and sir ambrose oh abelard cried the latter panting for breath have you heard the news the queen is certainly dying and every one says the demon that appeared this morning has killed her what the mummy asked abelard have you heard of it then cried sir ambrose eagerly it is now in this house said mrs russell in this house repeated sir ambrose with a faint scream whilst father morris who had looked pale and exhausted when he entered the hall became still paler and seemed scarcely able to support himself to arms cried cheops from the inner room the pali are upon us cowards that we are the enemy are at our gates screaming and scarcely knowing where they went the terrified servants tumbled over each other in the hastiness of their retreat huddling themselves together in a heap yet keeping their eyes fixed upon the door from which they expected the spectre to appear as though charmed by the fascination of a rattlesnake a loud crash now produced a fresh scream then all was still after a long pause which seemed of endless duration father morris evidently with a dreadful effort roused himself and advanced death itself is not so hard as this suspense said he as he resolutely threw open the door of the room which had contained the mummy and entered it it was empty but the broken framework of the window seemed to point out in what manner the awful visitor had made his exit it was with infinite difficulty that mrs russell could be persuaded to return to this room and when she did the remainder of the day was passed by her and every domestic of the mansion in fear and trembling when they spoke it was in whispers and when they moved they crept along with stealthy noiseless steps as though they feared the echo of their own footsteps the eyes of all fixed timidly upon the broken window through which the fearful stranger had disappeared slowly and heavily the hours rolled on with mrs russell and her constant abelard till the time appointed for dinner arrived when the inferior servants as they served the meal looked timidly around instead of regarding the dishes they carried in their hands and the higher ones at first scarcely dared to eat and only spoke in whispers fancying every moment the wild eyes of cheops again glaring upon them and his deep hollow voice ringing in their ears whilst their own tones sounded strangely hoarse and unnatural yet as the bottle circulated their terrors dissipated and abelard had just begun again to breathe some of his tenderest effusions when the crashing of branches in the garden announced the return of the spectre and the laugh of cheops strange wild and unearthly again rang in their ears like the yell of a demon the servants terrified at the appalling sound listened for a moment their limbs shaking in every joint their teeth chattering in their heads and terror blanching their lips and cheeks to a ghastly paleness till as the hideous noise increased they could bear no more and springing from their seats they fled shrieking from the room in the meantime the sensations these extraordinary events had created amongst the people were indescribable strange rumors and contradictory reports were circulated 
and the most incredible stories invented of all that had passed the minds of men became bewildered they knew not what to credit nor what to think a gloomy presentiment hung over them they seemed to feel some fearful change was at hand but scarcely knew what to hope or what to fear business was at a stand people indeed gathered together in the shops but it was only to whisper secretly to each other strange mysterious stories of the late marvellous events which they dared not breathe in public the extremes of ignorance and civilization tend alike to produce credulity and the wildest and most improbable stories were as greedily swallowed by the most enlightened people in the world as they could have been even by a horde of uncultivated barbarians the family of the duke of cornwall retired early to rest at the close of the eventful day we have been speaking of hoping to lose in sleep the remembrance of the harassing events they had so lately witnessed lord edmund had returned soon after the disappearance of the mummy but he locked himself in the chamber prepared for him and refused to see any one his mind being too much agitated for him to endure the common forms of society all was soon quiet throughout the mansion it was midnight when a tall figure wrapped in a large cloak appeared slowly gliding with cat-like steps through the garden it cautiously avoided the light and crept along the shadiest walks and thickest alleys carefully shrouding itself from observation and endeavoring by availing itself of the shelter of the trees the better to conceal its movements at the very extremity of the garden was a terrace very little used the doors indeed leading to it had been so long closed up as to be nearly forgotten and yet it was towards this unfrequented spot that the mysterious figure directed its course the long neglected door slowly opened and the stream of light it admitted was obscured for a moment by a passing shade and then all seemed dark silent and mysterious as before it certainly went that way said a voice the preciseness of which marked it as belonging to abelard and it was a real tangible material form as i saw its shadow intercept the light when the door was open and it passed through it is quite impossible cried mrs russell who having been induced by the romantic butler to take a ramble with him by moonlight had also witnessed this strange apparition you must be mistaken mr abelard for that door does not appear to have been opened this age it is even nailed up as you may see yourself if you examine it it is very strange said abelard after he had tried the door and found it immovable i certainly saw it open it must have been an optical delusion resumed mrs russell the retina of the eye is sometimes strangely affected and represents objects quite differently to what they really are i must consult father morris about it to-morrow for in my opinion it was certainly the mummy spectre la do you think so mr abelard why then didn't you speak to it i will if it comes again returned abelard oh there it is cried mrs russell and the worthy pair flew back to the house screaming in concert and without once daring to look behind them scarcely however had the last echo of their footsteps died away upon the ear when the figure emerged from the recess in which it had lain concealed and again crept slowly towards the door leading to the terrace hist marianne exclaimed the stranger pausing for a reply but all was still marianne repeated he still louder fools dolts idiots continued he 
stamping violently as he still found his call of no avail they have kept me so long with their cursed folly that she is gone eternal misery haunt them for their officious babbling by heaven if they had had the sense to climb the wall i had been lost but hark she comes the door now slowly opened and a female figure holding a light appeared how is she cried the stranger better returned the female then it is past the power of man to kill her resumed the first and rushing wildly past his companion he buried himself in the deepest recesses of the grove end of chapter twelve of volume one